My name is Daniel Miller. I'm your servant host, and this is the Biblical Anatomy Podcast. Anatomy Podcast. The Biblical Anatomy Podcast and our other podcasts, the Discipleship Conditioning Podcast, run underneath the umbrella of the Biblical Anatomy Academy. I'd like to thank you for being here. We have an interesting topic for you. Coming off the heels of last week, talking the stress response, uh, we're going to talk about protein synthesis, muscle protein synthesis, specifically from a nutritional intake perspective. There's a lot out there in a lot of myths and a lot of bad information as we look at how much protein should we be consuming. I want to make note at the beginning very clearly that I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not going to prescribe a meal plan for you, but as a strength and conditioning coach with nearly a decade of master's and doctoral and bachelor's degrees underneath my belt in exercise science, you can't understand exercise science effectively and help people in different sports and all along the lines of health and wellness, weightlifting, bodybuilding, powerlifting, you name the sport without understanding nutrition in a very, very specific way in a, in a very well understood manner. And so I'd like to share some of that with you today with some recommendations. Now, this comes from a dude that loves God, hence our academy, Biblical Anatomy Academy. Read God's Word every day. I'm going to share some of that with you as well. Um, But this also comes from a guy that has consumed a lot of protein in his day. As I mentioned at the very beginning of the year in our episode, What is Biblical Anatomy? I went from 115 pounds all the way up to 240 pounds. And I did it in a very safe way. And I did it with a lot of years of training. Uh, Now, with that, I consumed a lot of protein over the years. And before I went back to school for my bachelor's degree, I probably consumed a, I wouldn't say unsafe or unhealthy amount, but I consumed a lot of protein uh, because that's what sort of bro science was telling me to do. And uh, and I want to be cautious of that in my recommendations to you. So note that. I have my experience, my anecdotal experience, but through my many years of education, I have empirical evidence and scholastic study to then share with you. Uh, Right before this episode, I double check these numbers, verify with current studies to make sure these recommendations are still valid today as we continue to understand more and more about protein and specifically muscle protein synthesis. Now, the question on your mind is, are protein powders healthy? I'm going to speak at that today from a perspective of muscle protein synthesis, but note that this is a multifaceted conversation. And underneath that umbrella, we begin talking about supplements and the state of supplements as they're governed in the United States and across the world these days. We pretty quickly get into a different topic when we go down that rabbit hole. 
Now I'm willing to, 100% I'm willing to. And if you'd like more information down that rabbit hole, please reach out and either uh, dedicate a future podcast to it if we have a high enough demand or uh, certainly meet with you over coffee. Uh, If you're here local in Boise, Idaho, be happy to meet with you for coffee locally. If you're outside of that area, go to biblicalanatomyacademy.com, scroll down, click the green button coffee, and we can schedule a virtual meeting where I can help you specifically with uh, some of the questions that you may have. Uh, Education is so important. Education is so important as we, uh, we need it to make informed decisions about our lives and what we're doing. I have a unique skill set, and I'm here to share that information with you. So as it pertains to muscle protein synthesis, what, what does that even mean? Synthesis is synthesizing material. It's, it's building protein in a hypertrophic fashion. I, I think I may have just explained that with more complicated terminology, so I apologize about that. Hypertrophy just means... Uh, Hyper means up or more or elevated. Trophy is related to cells, the cellular level. So it's more cells. And so in terms of muscle, we're building more cells. Specifically, that's pretty close to accurate. Technically, it's a little off. Um, we're, We're building bigger cells is essentially what hypertrophy means. Technically, hyperplasia would mean more cells. Hypertrophy means basically bigger cells. Uh, bigger components. For most of you, that part doesn't matter. But for my exercise scientists out there, uh, it does It does matter because current research says that people are not capable of hyperplasia, but they are capable of hypertrophy. I think that's probably going to prove false in the next 20, 30 years, but uh, stick around to find out if that is true or not. So muscle protein synthesis is building bigger muscle cells. We call those muscle cells myocytes. And if you're a man like me, you're very interested in that. Uh, Just like women have their stereotypes, the magazines that are in the grocery stores that tell them the way that they're supposed to look, which is very wrong, the way that that's done and forecast creates a lot of body dysmorphia. Men suffer from that body dysmorphia as well. So generally as a man, you're only allowed to have a narrow waist, real broad shoulders, big tree trunks for legs, have veins popping out everywhere. You got to be about 250 to 270 pounds and about four to 6% body fat. Does that resonate with anybody? Well, it certainly did me when I was 115 pounds, right? Even today at 225 pounds, I don't meet those parameters, but founded in truth, founded in the Bible, founded in the way God made me. So it bothers me certainly less, but I'm still interested in protein synthesis as it pertains to muscle. What are the recommendations? We'll we'll start with some generalized ones here. Generally, the number is going to be around 1.3, 1.4, 1.5 grams of protein per, not pound, kilogram. Okay. Uh, How do you get to kilogram? Because most of us weigh ourselves in pounds. Well, the converting uh, number is 2.2. Uh, Technically, it's 2.205, and you can even go on further down the decimal line, but 2.2 will get you pretty close. So I weigh about 225 pounds. For simplicity, let's say 220 because the math is super easy at 220. So if I'm 220 pounds, and I divide that by 2.2, excuse me, I'm going to get 100 even. 
So I'm either 220 pounds or 100 kilograms. It's the same weight. It's the same mass, roughly. Uh, mass is kind of a convoluted term, but nevertheless, it's the same weight. One's expressed in kilograms. One is expressed in pounds. Okay. So this makes a huge difference. If you, if you take 1.5 grams per pound, you're going to get a very different number than you would at 1.5 grams per kilogram. So if I'm doing 1.5 grams and I weigh 100 kilograms, I'm going to times 1.5 times 100. Move the decimal place over, and that's going to be what? Uh, 150 grams of protein, right, for the day. Now, how many calories are associated with each gram of protein? The answer to that is roughly four. So then if we have 150 grams of protein times that by four, that means that 600 calories of our diet is coming specifically and only from protein consumption. Protein should make up about 20 to 30% of your diet for most individuals. Ketogenic numbers throw that way off, um, and, a, and a number of diets throw that way off. But again, that's a rabbit hole for a different day. The general diet that I prescribe to, that most people prescribe to, that is very, very well supported by scientific literature, specifically for people who train and athletes, is going to be about that 20 to 30% protein. About 60% or so is going to be carbohydrate, which I know is a scary number for everybody who's listened to the war on carbs that we have. And everybody says sugar's bad and carbs are bad. And again, that's a topic for another time. I would say, yes, sugar, probably stay away from that. But carbs as a whole are not bad. They are our main energy source that we need to utilize. And so 60% carbohydrate base can yield very effective results for many, many people. You do 20% or even 30% protein, and then you have 60% carbs. Now we're at 90% total. That means the remaining 10% would be lipids. That's a pretty low number for lipids. If I was going to do that, I'd probably be closer to 50 or 55% carbs. So I could bump up the lipids a little bit there. Um, but you can do the math on that. As long as you know that one gram of protein is about four calories, one gram of carbs is also about four calories. And a one gram of lipids is about nine calories. You can do the math on that. You can figure out your macros pretty quickly based on the percentages that I've given you. And then 1.5 is going to be right in that range of pretty acceptable for most people. It may actually even be a little high for some people. Now, if you are a avid weightlifter, bodybuilder, powerlifter, and uh, you're really concerned with protein levels, you can start to creep up to 1.8 grams per kilogram, maybe, maybe even as high as two grams per kilogram, but most literature out there is gonna recommend that you don't go any higher than that. Now, there is an interesting spin here, especially with any sport that requires you to cut, specifically bodybuilding, where actually as your calories go down, your protein goes up. Again, this is not advice for the general population, but for bodybuilders that are really, frankly, obsessed with the amount of muscle mass that they have, and they probably spent six months bulking, and now they're going to spend three to six months cutting, they don't want to lose the muscle mass that they acquired over six months, you're actually going to bring your protein 
gram levels up while you're bringing everything down. The reason is because you're now entering a catabolic state where you're doing the opposite of muscle protein uh, synthesis. There's more of a degradation, and so you want to preserve that muscle tissue as much as possible. Ideally, you want the energy to be pulled from your existing carbohydrate stores, and then, of course, your lipid stores, your triglycerides and your adipose tissue, your fat. So that's kind of the idea there. And so you'll see some of those numbers go to the 1.8 to 2.0 grams. And in some instances higher, although I personally wouldn't recommend to go higher than that. Now, this is coming from an individual who has gone higher than that. And uh, I can't report any significant problems that I've had because of that. But I've been very blessed. I've been a very healthy person uh, most of my life. And herein lies the problem with advice through podcasts, social media, those sorts of things. You need to really make sure you're pairing with a trusted source, someone that has your best interest in mind, somebody that loves you, and not just be taking this blast of shotgun information online because I could state some numbers and say, oh, you've got to do this because it worked for me. And it can really hurt some people. It can really hurt some people. And uh, generally, most social media, that's what it is, right? It's an output of information, uh, oftentimes in shorts and little snippets and those sorts of things, where the focus isn't uh, your health. The focus is the number of views and likes and comments and follows and all of those sorts of things within that. Uh, again, now we're on to another topic that's potentially another rabbit hole, but you get my point. And so with muscle protein synthesis, when you're looking at this and you're really hyper-focused on maintaining the muscle mass as you're cutting or uh, adding muscle mass through muscle protein synthesis as you're building, you're really going to want to make sure that you're focused on those ranges that I've stated. And please look up the research and take a peek at it yourself. If you don't know how to research or how to look into it, boy, I would love the opportunity to geek out with you for 30 minutes. Go to biblicalanatomyacademy.com, scroll down, click the green coffee button, and let's sit down, and I'll be happy to walk you through my research process so that you, for the rest of your days, can have access to this information. It's very valuable information to have, and it's unbiased information. It's not necessarily what I'm saying based on all the evidence of my experience. It's what is agreed upon within the scientific literature uh, to be fact. So very long-winded answer on muscle protein synthesis really didn't touch much on our protein powders healthy but in large part it would be along those lines of supplements in general that they should be met with their definition of supplement by definition a supplement should be aiding in the nutrition where nutrition falls short so if you can't get a certain number of calories or protein, carbs, lipids, whatever it may be, <coughs> excuse me, then you would look at potentially a supplement. If you live above the 45th parallel of the earth and daylight hours are not the same across the entire year, you may look to supplement with vitamin D. Now these should be done with advice from a physician, these should be done with blood work, all those sorts of things. But that's where supplement, at least in my humble opinion, fits in. 
and that's with deficiency in nutrition. In fact, I feel like I've taken every supplement under the sun. Now, <clears throat> that's definitely not true. There's a ton of supplements out there. There are many, many supplements out there. Um, but I spent most of my 20s trying all different types of supplements. At one point in time, I was consuming 6,000 calories a day. And if you try consuming 6,000 calories a day with green leafy vegetables, eventually there's a volume problem within the gut that the Lord gave you. And so fast food would actually help me in those instances where I was getting some calorically dense things. Protein powders, protein shakes would help me, especially if I paired them with milk, even whole milk, because it made it dense and I could get a lot of calories in. But most of us are no longer in that position. And so protein powders, while they have a place, generally should be a supplement and a supplement only. <coughs> my apologies. I think my throat might be telling me that it's time to conclude the episode today. But before I let you go, hoping that I've answered your questions pertaining to protein powders and your need for understanding and education as it pertains to muscle protein synthesis. I hope that I've guided you in the right direction and, and taken you to where you need to go in terms of what you're looking for. Now, as it pertains to a biblical verse that I'd like to share with you, I will go to one of my favorites as it pertains to how we are commanded to treat our bodies. And if we're listening to a show called Biblical Anatomy that is focused on our bodies and honoring our bodies, recognizing that our bodies are God-inspired and using science to support that, not to contradict it, not many verses that are more applicable than this. This is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. I share that one a lot. Love that verse. I love you. I hope that I have provided assistance to you. I hope that I have come across as more authentic today. Hopefully yakking on the mic has helped with that, not hindered with that. And as much as I tend to get in professor mode from time to time, having been a professor for the last six years, uh, I hope through my authenticity that I am able to share some personal experience and combine that with a good balance of what scientific literature uh, supports. Again, if there's more information that you'd like to know based on today's episode, please reach out. You're really easy to contact uh, through show notes and different forms of social media and those sorts of things. Quickest way to get a hold of us is email, actually not social media. And uh, you, can, you can access that through our website, biblicalanatomyacademy.com. Again, if you'd like to schedule a coffee, we would love that. Biblicalanatomyacademy.com. Scroll down, green button, coffee. Click that. And let's, let's uh, answer some questions for you that you may have and get to know you a little bit better. 
Appreciate your time. And until next time, God bless. We want to sincerely thank you for listening to today's episode and conclude properly with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Brother, thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that this show is bringing you joy, it's bringing you peace, it's increasing your proximity to God, and it's helping you add on serious muscle mass. That's what God's provided us the gift to do. It's to understand how the human body works, to put as much muscle on it as possible, which we understand is a unique challenge, not present to everyone, but it's a challenge that's present to you and I. And so we hope that today's episode and all episodes are encouraging you and helping you in that endeavor. Now, if you're like me and you're listening to this part of the episode, you probably are the type that has to listen to the entire episode or it doesn't count. Or maybe you're just stuck in traffic and you can't turn the podcast episode off at this point in time. Or maybe you are like me and when you read a book, you have to read the entire book, including the copyright information. I know, it's a silly, silly endeavor. But we are the way that we are and God made us perfectly. We are the only creation of His that is made in His image. And with that in mind, I'd like to encourage you further and provide you a couple resources that will be of immense benefit for you. The first is a one repetition maximum calculator. This calculator is made through a spreadsheet and it's laid out very well for you to estimate how strong that you have got over a specific period of time. There is a video on this landing page as well that'll instruct you how to use it, but if you need further instruction, please go to our homepage at biblicalanatomyacademy.com and schedule a coffee session with me where we can talk about the uh, one repetition maximum calculator. To get the one repetition maximum calculator, you'll want to go to biblicalanatomyacademy.com slash one RM. You'll enter in your name and email and you'll get access immediately to the spreadsheet that we have created. Also of value would be a template to get you started as you begin to design new programs to break through plateaus as we instruct. This program that we have, this template, utilizes all the percentages that we preach and we believe is the best tool for you to break through those plateaus. You can access it at biblicalanatomyacademy.com template. You enter your name and email and you'll get an immediate download for the spreadsheet that we have created that allows you to put any of your exercises in, any of those one repetition maximums in, and use the document for success long term. Again, if you need assistance with either of those spreadsheets, the one repetition maximum calculator, or the template we have created at Biblical Anatomy Academy, please go to our homepage at biblicalanatomyacademy.com, scroll down, and click the green button for coffee, and we'd be happy to meet with you over a cup of coffee, or water, or pre-workout, or a protein shake, 
whatever suits you best so we can instruct you moving forward in life, in fitness, and in love. We thank you for being here. We thank you for listening all the way to the conclusion. Uh, We hope that you listen to a further episode and enjoy, and we hope to have future correspondence with you. God bless, and we love you.